Welcome to the Wake Up with Jamie podcast, where we interview people from all walks of life who have inspiring life stories to share with us and the rest of the world. Here's your host, Jamie Knight. Hey guys, it's Jamie here from the Wake Up with Jamie podcast. We're on episode number five. Guys, look, I just want to say sorry. Um, I have not been on, uh, I've done a podcast recently for the last like four to five weeks. I've been so busy with uh, with work and what I do on yachts, but uh, I just want to say, look, apologies, but I do have an awesome guest on. We're on episode five. I'm going to introduce my guest in a minute. Um, but first of all, what's going on in the kitchen? Guys, I haven't spoken to you guys in so long. So I'm going to get this podcast rolling. We're going to get Wade. He's a good mate that I met in West Palm Beach. He's from Canada. So, um, Wade, bro, what's what's happening, mate? How how do we end up here in Barcelona? And tell everyone how we met in the first place. So, Jamie, thank you very much for having me on the podcast today. Uh, it's good seeing you for the first time, and I think since St. Thomas. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Italy, Sardinia. Oh, right. Remember right. we drove up to you real quickly. Yes, yes, yes. So Sardinia. He was on another boat uh, at anchor. We were in Sardinia, but. It was a quick little passerby, but I first met him in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, we were both working at the Rybovich Marina, and I was working on our boat too. And we're kind of in the same area and stuff. And um, I didn't really, I met him through another guy, and you know, I saw him every once in a while. But one day we were in the the Rybovich shuttle, these shuttles that would drive you anywhere as you want in, in West Palm. And uh, we were on, we were, I was going to get flip flops with my buddy Sean at the the outlets, <laughs> which is Shauna, weird. Sean. Sean, mate, shout out to you if you ever listened to this podcast. Yeah, shout out to Sean. So I decided to go with flip-flops. It's kind of weird to think about it. Another guy going to get flip-flops. But anyways, I jump in the, the shuttle and Jamie's there and he's like, hey, uh, I'm actually going to his birthday party if you guys want to come and like, you know, grab a drink or two. And I was like trying to stay off the, the liquor at the time. And he was like, no, come on in. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> so we go in his place and have an absolute ripper of a night. This is girl's birthday. She was absolutely beautiful. All kinds <laughs> of friends. And... Uh, the, the night ended pretty well. Yeah, it was uh, an awesome yeah. night. I won't get into too much details there, but the night We weren't going to have well. many drinks, but we ended up having a fair few drinks. But but that's really how we solidified our friendship. I was like, you know what? I like this Jamie guy. I think yeah. we're getting along just fine. And then we've been you know chatting ever since and meeting up in different countries. It's been pretty sweet. Yeah, it's been sick. It's been sick. We got along really well from then on pretty much. So, you know, one thing I remember about you is we used to literally like, <clears throat> you know, organize a night out or whatever. He'd be in one boat, I'd be on the other boat. And then whether we're having a good time or a shit time on the boat, we'd still have a good time no matter what when we go out. So we'd meet at like this gate where you know where you leave like the marina and like I'd be waiting there for him, the shuttle's coming. And one thing I, I always remember though, you'd just rock up and you'd bring me a beer. You'd fucking give me a beer. I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, that's, that's fucking awesome. It's just those little things that, you know, we ended up going out and having an awesome time every single time pretty much. But um, so we're here now in Barcelona, Spain, and mate, it's a beautiful day out there. It looks like it's eleven a.m., but it's literally four forty, and it's fucking awesome. But like, it's Friday night, Friday afternoon. The vibes are coming in. We're having a couple of beers, nothing too crazy yet. But we'll see where the night takes us. Yeah. So <laughs> honestly, uh, to kind of give you guys a little background, this is my first uh, given day off. Um, from about in 115 days that is so crazy like literally this guy has been working on a boat for like what three months uh but yeah three coming on like four months yeah Th straight no days off working how many hours a day 
usually 12 hour days 12 hour days just same crew seeing the same faces sleeping in the same room on barely if any land i don't think he touched land really we were at anchor for for a, a large part of it but we also the dock for a short short period yeah well. yeah yeah so you know like him and his crew i give him a pat on the back because it's fucking crazy to be able to work like that most people don't understand but like just picture whatever job you do now just picture that job whatever you do doesn't matter what you do really and think about working that same job 12 hours a day for three months straight no weekends like when you go home too you're going home with your employees if you co co-workers and you're sleeping with the co-workers and you're going back to work imagine how fucking hard that would be literally yeah and and that's the thing too so it's like you you eat with these people you socialize with them you work with them mm. and uh essentially you sleep and you sleep in the same room as them so uh my roommate at the time, we also run nights together. So we would literally have the same breaks, same sleep schedule, same work schedule, everything. Um, so it's a, it's a lot. It's, it's physically I can do it, but mentally some days it's, it's quite draining. It's quite difficult yeah. to kind of deal with that, especially not having other, um, I guess like inputs from the rest of the world. Like, you know, if you work an old job, you know, go have a coffee at like in a coffee shop, or yeah. go have lunch somewhere and you see other people and you do other things, but literally yeah. everything's within your boat. Your boat becomes your world. Those 27 people and that 316 feet of boat is, is exactly what you experienced for three months straight. So it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it was uh, probably the hard, I like, feel you. You know, some people go on job interviews some days and they'll ask, you'll say, you know, what's the hardest thing you ever done? And, um, you know, you're usually like, oh, I'm not quite sure, but now I can like confidently say like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done was working on the boat for, you know, basically 115 days straight. Fucking mission, bro. Yeah. But you know what? You did well. Like you and your crew to be able to get through that without fucking ripping each other's heads off. Really good job. But man, where are you from? I already know where you're from, but tell tell um, the people that listen where so, you're from. Yeah, Jamie. So I'm from Halifax, Nova Scotia, or some people like to say, I like to say Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia, and really say Cole Harbor is that uh, it's a big hockey community. Okay. Um, so where I grew up, um, hockey is basically uh, the thing to do. So when you grow up, you basically, when, you, when you're born, you put, they put a hockey stick in your hand, you put skates on you, and that's kind of where you start. Um, so since I've been there, ice growing hockey, up. Ice hockey, right? What's yeah. that? Ice hockey. Ice hockey. Yeah, ice, yeah. Ice, ice hockey. So basically everyone grows up playing ice hockey, and um, that was like that's like a big background for me is, I grew up there, and there's actually two guys that uh, made the NHL. I don't know if you know them, Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. But those are guys from home, um, and that's like a, it's like a big part of kind of like a culture there. So yeah, I grew up there um, since I was two years old. My dad worked for Air Canada, and my mom was uh, she worked in the dental industry. Okay. So growing up, the whole thing was like for my dad it was like traveling is like kind of the best education you can get. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I've kind of branched out now is that like, you know, now I've started the whole yachting thing because my dad kind of grew up and kind of teach me that traveling is kind of like the best thing that you can, you can kind of do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I'm, uh, while I'm, while I'm here today. Yeah. Yeah. Just so did you ever play ice hockey? Do you ever play on a team and yeah, I know I played, I played all, all growing up. So like I, um, started when I was eight years old, my parents put me in skating lessons and stuff like that. And, uh, I was like, I want to play and kind of like hockey was like, a, like that's kind of like my whole life was like, you know, growing up, all the guys are always together. You play, you play hockey with them, you go to school with them, you socialize with them. That was kind of the same thing. It was actually kind of similar, kind of the yachting thing too. Yeah. Right. It was like the people, you always kind of like, you know, yeah. Out too. yeah, yeah. So 
Um, were you like, what was your position in ice hockey? Were you like one of those bash bros from like the Mighty, du- Mighty Ducks? Or well, <laughs> well, this is the thing. When I was playing hockey, I uh, I always wanted to be a goalie. So I was playing street hockey. Goalie's always my thing. I was like, hey, Dad, I want to be a goalie. He's like, you know what, son? He's like, I can't afford the gear. He's like, no chance you're playing goalie. So uh, I ended up playing. Yeah, because there's so much gear. It'd be so expensive. Oh, so right? expensive. Yeah. So yeah. I was a defenseman at the time. So uh, my coach at the time put me on defense because I was a bigger guy, a stronger guy. Um, but it came to high school, I ended up playing some forward and stuff and did pretty well doing that. Uh, but then I went and played junior when I was in, like, going to university and stuff like that. And I was uh, a little bit of a goon then. So uh, I used to, f- I think I had like 200 something penalty minutes. Um, had some good fights and stuff like that. A couple of them on YouTube you can check out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, a couple of good fights. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Well, yeah. What, what's your YouTube? Plug it in. What's your YouTube channel? So people uh, it's, it's not my channel, but it's like other people oh, that were okay. videotaping the games and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, it's like one of my best fights was uh, it was a provincial final game against East Hans, which is like another, another team, which a lot of my buddies I grew up playing with mm-hmm. or playing that team. Yeah. And uh, we were down 3 nothing in the series. So we we're gonna lose. We we're gonna lose, and <laughs> this was the game four in East Hans. There's probably about a thousand people at the game, and we're I think we're losing like six nothing that game or something like that. Or something something stupid, and uh, one of my other buddies just got in a fight, and my coach sent me. I was like, "Hey, Wade, you're going now." I was like, "Oh shit, okay, here we go." So there's one guy I lined lined up with, and I just kind of pointed at him. He kind of knew Mitch Agley, and. Um, we both squared up and just went went for it. it. Was a good like you know minute minute tilt, probably the best tilt of my my life or my career, and uh, dropped him after a good minute, which is, it's a long fight. Oh yeah, because I'm like when I was in training like for like we did a little, like little boxing training and stuff like that, and they say your adrenaline only lasts 18 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like when your fight kicks in, lasts 18 seconds, you kind of go for it. But it was like a minute and a half fight. It was pretty proper and kind of and I got kicked out of the game. That was my last my last junior game. So just so everyone knows, so in ice hockey. I mean, I don't really know 100% much about ice hockey, but they allow you to fight, right? Am I right? Yeah, so depending on what league you're in or division, and you're, you, can fight, you can fight in like professional league and like amateur and just kind of like the junior leagues. But everything else below that, you mostly have a cage on, so you're not allowed fighting. You get kicked out and get suspended. But okay. in the junior leagues, professional, amateur, you're allowed fighting, yeah. Yeah, so they give that time. So the, the referee would just basically stand there and let it happen. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think it's healthy, you know what I mean? Like people it's it's a kind of controversial thing that people talk about saying that you shouldn't be allowing people fight. But you see other sports like baseball, they, they have they have scrums and basketball. But the <clears> thing <throat> is about hockey, if you have a fight, it happens and the the bad blood's ended right there. Mm. And that in that minute or two. So it kinda it shuts it off. Yeah. Versus if you don't let people fight or you don't let the violence happen, it can kinda like carry on, you know what I mean? So I think I think it's I think it's a good thing. But I mean, I think they've, you've got pads and stuff on too. Like you know, you might take your gloves off, but you got padding, and like you're not. Most likely, someone's not gonna die from these fights. Like, yeah, I mean, no one's ever died in a hockey fight. However, it's different, it's different to to a street fight. You know, you go out, there's a drunken fight, someone dies basically because someone gets punched in the head and well, they're glassed in the face. I know this is a bit um, a bit uh morbid in the podcast right now but just to clear things up these fights that you see i think is more especially on ice hockey is more like it's for the fans mm-hmm. it's for more people to watch exactly it's in, it's entertainment value yeah. so a lot of people i know in the u.s love love the fighting even the canadians they love the fighting as well but yeah it's an entertainment thing they're trying to kind of push it out of the game right now but it's it's still there it still happens but i, th- I think it's good for the game honestly yeah. but 
if you think about it, no one's actually died from a hockey fight. Um, and he's, you know, but there's also like there's things that happened in the past where guys, like guys have kind of developed different um, kind of like mental health issues and stuff like that. I've actually yeah. like yeah. committed suicide based on their injuries from hockey fighting and stuff like oh, that. Oh, really? But that yeah. happens in boxing. That happens, oh, happens in other sports too. It's brain, brain injury in general. It, it's yeah. hard on it's hard on the body. Yeah. But uh, when I was fighting and stuff like that. It, it didn't actually didn't really affect me that much. A couple of fights here and there, but it's the guys that prolong, like do it for a long time that can really affect them. Yeah, but gotcha. I'm all good. But yeah, but that's that's kind of where I'm from. Halifax, big hockey community, um, uh, and Halifax is also big sailing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I got into the yachting industry. Um, I was sailing in Chester, Nova Scotia, which is the most beautiful place in the world. Um, some people just explain it as the bahamas of the of the maritimes oh really the maritimes east East coast of canada yeah um because there's like islands and stuff everywhere it's like well manicured there's like always wind coming through but i was out sailing with a friend and um i met this one guy mark creaser shout out to mark uh love you pal uh, for put me in this situation i'm in now (laughs) um but yeah so i met him sailing coach or no, he was he was he was sailing with us. He was like he was on the boat, um, okay. and he was like, "Yeah, I'm home for a little bit of vacation here." He's like, "I work on a boat." I'm like, "What do you mean you work on a boat?" And he showed me pictures and stuff like that. He worked on a beautiful Lursen. I think it was about a 75, 80 meter, owned from a fella from uh, back in Nova Scotia who made a bunch of money uh, like through the fishing industry. Mm-hmm. He told me about this, and I was I was working a job at the time, and I was like, you know, working the whole nine to five thing, doing that kind of, you know kind of go for that career type yeah, thing yeah. and uh i was like no this sounds pretty cool mm-hmm. by the time um you know just broke up with a girl a girlfriend and stuff like that so i was kind of trying to find myself and everything yeah yeah and i don't want to make any irrational decisions so i thought about it for an entire year woke up every single day thinking about it and then i finally pulled the trigger and went down to fort lauderdale sold my car put all my belongings in a bunch of tupperware boxes and i uh, went down to fort lauderdale and took some courses and uh, next thing you know, it was, I was in West Palm with you and uh, I yeah. got on a boat. So it's it's been a crazy ride since. And yeah, I'm like man. so thankful for like the opportunity, everything yeah. I've had and everything. Has been, it's been a good ride so far. Yeah, man. It's fucking, it's weird, isn't it? Like the yachting industry <clears throat> has so many different people from all walks of life. And I mean, that's another reason why I got you on the podcast. Like, you know, I mean, you're my third Canadian, but. Which is crazy. Represent. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm going to have to fucking start mixing this podcast up now. Get some <laughs> other, other uh, nationalities on it. But, um, you know, <clears throat> it's I think it's just I asked you to be on the podcast because I know you got a pretty cool story and, you know, a diverse story as well. A lot of other people speak different languages, but you got different stories. You come from, you know, Canada and Halifax, which I don't, I've never known anyone from Halifax. Um, they're usually from like Vancouver or mm-hmm. like what's that? Oh, Whistler, Calgary, Whistler. Edmonton, because yeah, a lot of people yeah. come from from there to go to Australia. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of Canadians in Australia that come. They study, you know, do a semester or two in Australia. Uh, and you actually, you went to Australia, didn't you? Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't, didn't mention that. Yeah. So what year was that? Um, I went to Australia in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to university for four years. I got a business degree at Saint of X, um, which was awesome. Which was incredible mm-hmm. experience. Four years of university. Um, doing the whole academic side of things. I remember in high school, my parents like, you know, Wade, what, what do you want to do? And I was like, hey, you know, I'm not quite sure. The whole dream at the time was, you know, get a business job. I want to wear a suit and tie, drive a BMW, have a nice house, kid, white picket fence, the whole sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I went to University of Saint Vex, and it was my second year. I went to like a uh, it was like a information session. They're talking about studying abroad, and uh, I went there and, and I applied and stuff like that, and I got in. So uh, they placed me. I said I want to go to Australia. Like that was my number one. I think France and Italy was my oh, my two and three. Yeah, like Australia. Um, and I got uh, selected to school called Newcastle. So Newcastle is a city just north of Sydney. Uh, about two hour drive, I think, or about mm-hmm. an hour drive and just south of uh, the Gold Coast where Jamie's from. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I actually went there. They gave me a nice $5,000 scholarship. It was pretty oh, sweet. Nice. I remember getting this email one day. It was like, it was like, uh, hey, Wade, you know, we're glad you're coming to Australia. Um, when you open up a bank, bank of Commonwealth bank account, yeah. we'll put $5,000 <laughs> into it. That's what I think. I was like, <laughs> this seems like a scam you know yeah. you know like it seems yeah. like a scam i called my parents like this doesn't make a whole lot of sense I was like yeah. this could be five grand just Still come GS. to school yeah i was like australia's awesome yeah um, <laughs> i was like sweet so i called my advisor she's like no it's like totally true like i think i had to do like a quick little um like travel video for like a two-minute travel video and i go to a couple of conferences and stuff like that i was there but like giving like five grand is pretty sweet but yeah i studied there for six months um it was pretty cool because the cl- courses there they only give you pass or fail it wasn't actually uh, percentages. Yeah. So we took four courses. It was like Australian experience was one course, uh, political science course, uh, psychology course, and uh, international business. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, didn't really go to a whole lot of classes, but passed passed everything, which is which is pretty sweet. But had an awesome time in Australia. Love that place. Because you're an intelligent yeah, dude, mate. Real, you're real special. Dude. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so you went to the Goldie. Mm-hmm. Went to the Gold Coast. How long did you spend on the Gold Coast, my hometown? Well, at the time, I was uh, dating a girl, and she was at the University of Bond. Oh, Bond Junior. So I yeah, flew in in so. February, so I stayed in the Gold Coast for a couple of days. We kind of traveled around. And funny funny story, actually, when I was there. Tell me. So we were, I think it was like my, yeah, it was my second day there. And Carla at the time, she was like, hey, I know a guy that has like a rental car. We're going to rent a car with a couple of the friends, and we're going to go down to... Um, one of the, one of the local beaches. So I was like, yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Like, and in Australia, they drive on the other side of the road. Yeah. And in Canada, like, so we drive on the right, you guys drive on the left mm-hmm. and just got there. So just trying to get, trying to figure things out. And she's like, yeah, we're going to pick up this rental car. There's this guy that we know he's going to drive. So he picks up the car. He's driving. We go pick up one of our friends who's a six person in the car. Right. So six of us in this tiny little car and, oh, so, no. and it starts to rain and we're going to the beach <clears throat> and the fella is driving. He gets, true. he gets scared. He doesn't want to drive in the rain. Oh, really? And none of the girls want to drive either. So I'm sitting there being like, okay, either we're going to the beach or <laughs> we're not like, I guess it looks like I have to drive. So I'm driving this car. So one, I'm like jet lag, just flew. <laughs> it was like, it took almost an entire day to fly from Halifax to the gold coast. Yeah. Um, by the time you do have, you know, cars, planes, trains, all that sort of thing. Yeah. It's a full mesh. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll drive. So I'm driving this car. There's six people in the car. I know there's only supposed to be five because there's only seatbelts for five. I'm driving and I see a cop behind us. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, everyone, like, we need to have someone put their head down and make it look like there's only five. So someone puts a head down. And we're at, we're at a red light. He's like, two cars behind us. And um, so we're going and I, the, the light turns green. And all of a sudden I look back and the red and blues go on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit. This sucks. So I was like, I thought maybe it was he's pulling over the guy behind us, but I knew, I realized at the time it was me. So I I pull over to the side of the road, and uh, he's like, "Sir, can I have your driver's license, registration, insurance?" 
So I give my Canadian driver's license and yeah, I asked one of the girls, I'm like, go grab the glove box, you know, get the insurance and registration on stuff like that. So there's registration. There's no insurance on it. <laughs> nice. And so I give it to him. And I was like, yeah, here's, here it is. That's all I have. He's like, whose car is this? Like, it's a rental car. He's like, okay, well, where's the rental papers? And I was like, well, a guy we rented off of, we went to his house and we gave him 40 bucks and that's kind of how it worked out. Yeah. And um, he's like, oh, okay, sure, sure. So, so like, some random dude. Yeah, some he random dude was at the school who rented the girls <laughs> a car. Right? So that's kind of worked out. And I was just kind of like the driver type thing. Sounds dodgy as fuck. Yeah, it was a little dodgy. So the cop goes back to the car and he comes back and he's like, sir, do you realize you're driving a stolen vehicle? Oh, really? Yeah. And I so was I like, did a rego check? And I was like, no, I did not realize I'm oh driving a stolen vehicle. It's God. a rental car. We rented this fella. He's like, no, you're driving a stolen vehicle. He's like, jump out of the car. So he goes out. He's like, you're driving a stolen vehicle. You six people in the car. <laughs> You have no insurance. He just basically gave me the whole, like, you're kind of screwed type thing. I've been in Australia for two days (laughs) at the time. So long story bearable, uh, what happened was the guy that rented us a car, his dad owned a used car dealership. He Mm. took the car from the used car dealership and was renting it out to students at the university. When these guys did inventory a couple days before at the car lot, they realized they were missing a car. So they reported stolen. Oh, so man. the cops had it on the registry and they right. ran the plates and they realized it was it was stolen. Um but the cops were really sweet in Australia. They 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 like, you know, they said it obviously wasn't our fault and that sort of thing. Mm. So all we had to do was drive it back to the car lot and uh, we had the girls driving the back of the police car because there were all six people in the car, it's illegal. Yeah. yeah. And uh the cops ended up just driving us back to the beach, which is pretty cool. Fuck yeah, yeah that, that was like, that's like one of my favorite <laughs> Australia stories. Oh um my God. That, that was pretty cool. <laughs> but also I went to uh Cairns and did the whole like, Great Barrier Reef there. Cairns is awesome. And, oh, Cairns is sick. I used to live up there. Really? And, and Port Douglas. Did, did you ever go to Gilligan's Port Douglas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Gilligan's. <laughs> Backpackers? <laughs> if you guys ever go to Cairns, well, you should because the Great Barrier Reef is there and it's obviously deteriorating with like global warming and everything. Yeah, and you should definitely go. The bleaching and the coral, you have to get there as soon as you can. But um, if you go to Gilligan's, you will have the time of your life. Yeah. When we were there, they did a... It was a white t-shirt contest. A wet t-shirt. A wet t-shirt. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and there was this there was this uh, smaller, not so good looking girl. Mm-hmm. And there was a smoking hot Canadian girl with fake tits. <laughs> and um, yes, they they had this guy. It was a guy. It was a guy's birthday. And they had this like water pump and they would spray the girls down and stuff like that. But it was it was so sad because they were cheering on the girl that wasn't so good looking mm-hmm. and also like the hot girl. And they both were like went up to the ranks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the Canadian girl ended up winning. But yeah, Gilligan's is, is an incredible time. It's crazy. It's insane. I remember going up there a couple of times actually. When I used to live there, I was like um, a kid. Like I was still in primary school and stuff. Um, so I never got to go to Gilligan's or anything like that. But later on in life, when as I got older, we would go, me and my friends would go back up there in Cairns and Whit Sundays. They're, they're hectic for wet t-shirt competitions with Sundays backpacker central up there so any of you guys have been to australia or going to australia most likely you'll end up in the wit sundays in cairns if you're traveling around queensland north queensland but um port douglas was also fucking one of my favorite places when i was a child as well yeah i remember i remember too in cairns i remember going to the, the liquor store and trying to get a uh, goon oh yeah. you guys ever go to australia get goon is ten dollars for like you know <laughs> Four liters of wine or something crazy. Four liters of wine. It's crazy. And I remember going to the liquor store and I tried to get some. 
and they wouldn't, it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and they wouldn't sell it to you until after five. Cause there was like a select uh, group of people that would, would get too, too drunk, <laughs> too drunk from the day if they, if they went there earlier. My whole thing was like, why wouldn't you just buy, this is the thing is like, why wouldn't you just buy a couple of boxes so you could drink the next day? But also they weren't thinking like that. They were just, they drink it. That they would just drink, up. they would just drink everything. They would, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even think about saving it for the next day. No. I was like, okay, I guess that's the type of people that. So the group of people were, well, actually we won't mention them. No, <laughs> we, won't, we won't do that. We won't <laughs> we'll, we'll, but yeah, the, those group of people have sort of, they put a bit of a lockdown on the on the bottle shops and stuff like that in Australia, uh, North Queensland. Sorry, I should only just mention North Queensland because that's where the lockdowns are. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's not good for the average for the average person who just wants to go and get a bottle of wine or yeah, some goon. Yeah, you know, you go there expecting you know get trash of the day, you're on vacation, <laughs> whatever, and then next thing you know, like, no, sorry, you can't have that, sir. Yeah, and in Australia, the alcohol is so expensive too. It is. It's really expensive. So that's why you buy it. That's why you buy this ten dollar goon. But I remember reading the ingredient label on the goon, and it says something may, I've never done actually. May contain nuts, fish. Fish, yeah, fish, <laughs> fish, fish byproducts and something oh else. I'm like, what God. am I drinking? Oh. I just remember because we went scuba diving too. They're like, you shouldn't drink the night before. And also, you know, we we got we got pissed up and stuff like that. I remember the next day, it was it was hectic. They they almost didn't let us go out because it was like 30 knots of wind. It was pretty swelly. I remember getting sick on the uh, on the on the boat going out diving. Oh, we're really? Just puking up in the galley, oh, and I go, oh, God, I'm no. quicker. I'm making. You pay like two hundred dollars to go, like you know, yeah. diving. It's not cheap. Yeah. And I'm a student at the time. I'm like, oh God, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> so I'm puking. I'm like, I don't think I can make it. I don't think I can go scuba diving. <laughs> so I remember, you get. Would, have you ever been scuba diving, Jamie? Uh, no, I haven't. I I I had an operation as a child and got my adenoids out, and I don't think I can equalize. Basically, I do want to give it a crack. Like you know, we've got a few dive instructors on the boat. But I'm just, um, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm not too, I'm sure it's amazing down there. Like, I haven't experienced it, so I can't just drop it. But I'm sure it's amazing to go and do these things. I think, personally, this is my own personal opinion. And um, I think it's just too much of a fuck around, mate. You've got so much gear, you've got this, you've got that, plus the risks, you know, what could happen if you don't, you panic, you're fucked. Like, at the end of the day, I think diving f- is not something that I would do as a hobby. However, I would like to try it in a pool or in shallow waters, you know, I- I initially to sort of get the ball, ball rolling. Maybe I'd like it in the future when they start bringing out better masks or something like that. Um, or maybe even in a submarine, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I- I've got no idea. But um, you're about to inform me about a lot more about diving. Yeah, well, I've only gone once, um, and everyone raves about diving and stuff like that. For me, I have a lot of I have a lot of fun on the ground. You know, yeah. I can have a lot of fun on shore. Yeah, uh, actually, not sure. I love sailing, so that's different. But Sounds sorry, awesome. underwater and in the air, you know, count me out. But so I did this. I did it because it was like a once in a lifetime experience. Um, so you go, you go with an instructor and you get all geared up and everything like that. They did a test on the boat and you go under. So I remember being there and he was like, okay, we're going to go down to this bar. We're going to do some checks. And, you know, I'm still, I'm still probably, you know, a little buzz the night before and I obviously got sick and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we go down to this bar and he's trying to get me like breathe properly. They go through these checks to make yeah. sure your mask is good and your breathing apparatus is okay. And I couldn't breathe. <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't figure it out i was just i was just basically like swollen water and i was choking up and i had to go back and everything and he was like you know talk me through and everything but once we got past that and went through it was so peaceful 
Okay. So what happened was he was an instructor and he had two people at a time because I didn't have my patty because he didn't have a patty. It's like the certification to kind of go go diving. Mm-hmm. We, 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 were, we went down about 30 feet. Um, it was it was incredible, though, just seeing like all the wildlife and everything. And um, yeah. def, definitely a once in a lifetime experience. You know, if, if you're not really keen on it, I think you should do it anyways, um, just because like, you, you know, it's it's it is it is peaceful peaceful down there like at the yeah. time there's so much wind and waves but once you actually get down there it's just so chill yeah it's like it's like a zen factor yeah but it's not yeah. something i think i get hooked on completely yeah um but it was def- definitely a cool experience yeah, yeah no i think one day i will try it as long as i can equalize i've got to test my ears because i don't i just don't think i can equalize in planes i don't need to equalize my my ears just do it automatically everyone's sitting there trying to click their jaw or yawn or whatever on mm-hmm. my ears just do it automatically but when I go underwater, it gets to a point like when I'm just holding my breath and I'm like, okay, that hurts now. I'll try and equalize and nothing works. So I've got to go back up. Maybe I'm not doing it right. And maybe one day I'll meet someone in the future who can um, show me how to do it properly. Maybe a listener, who knows? But um, I would like to um, to give it a go, you know, just shallow waters or a pool or something just to start with and then, you know, ease into it. But I think I'll be paying like a company to do it rather than buy my gear and all that sort of stuff. I think that's way too much well, of a mess around. Well, you guys, you guys have like a full dive dive system on your on your boat, don't we you? Do. Like we on do. your on your shadow boat, yeah. Like decompression chamber and everything, don't you? We got everything. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I think one day, one day. But I'm not I'm not ready yet. I think we'll just um we'll wait it out. It's not something that's urgent. I must go and do. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Here I am going down bloody, you know skeleton courses ice ice fucking skeleton courses you know at over 100 kilometers an hour yeah when was the last time you done that because that's like something you're like super interested in have you mentioned that in the podcast that you're interested i haven't in? i haven't so so what i said in the podcast to my listeners in my very first episode was after my 50th episode i'll have someone interview me right i remember we, you saying that yeah, yes we can go in depth it could be a series it could be a series of three or whatever, and we'll just go in depth about me. You know, questions can be fired at me, basically. But no, I haven't mentioned um, being a skeleton athlete. One day, um, I mean, I did my my pilot license, and I, you know, it was it was awesome the experience and like using my speed from my track and field days to um, to put into skeleton. But I think um, I think it's uh, to do and to pursue that sport. Like I've got to I've got to literally just have something producing me income and not you know work so much kind of thing because it's it's very hard to be able to pursue that sport and become like professional i've got to like go down these um skeleton courses which is also the bob same as a bobsled course in the uh, winter olympics uh head first on a sled uh, over 100 times per course and then once you've done that you go to the next course do 100 times next course do it 100 times. then do the world cup uh, the uh, sorry the u.s cup or the european cup and then world cup and then so on from there but you know um in time it may or may not happen um i would love it to happen you know i've always wanted to make those olympics man but but just take it one step at a time get a few things i've got got in place at the moment but that's the thing though about these olympic athletes and stuff and everything you know these people are super humans these people are are incredible that to kind of get to that um, athletic performance but you also forget about the the other side of things is like how they how to produce an income because a lot of a lot of these sports they don't yeah. don't really produce a whole lot of money you know what i mean no, they're it. not like hockey players or soccer players or yep. football players or yep. baseball players they're getting paid millions people forget about that these are just you know normal people, people that are just very talented in, yep. a, in a very in a in a certain uh, area of sport yeah and it's it's hard to kind of balance both they have families you know Mate. there's so much 
behind the scenes stuff that you don't even see yeah, that these crazy. people do there it's 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 incredible it's like but you it, could do that though james i think you could do that like that could be something that you could one, one day man one, i mean i'm not getting any younger but you know possibly it's just yeah oh, yeah he's old he's like 30 maybe like 39 now <laughs> oh, oh no so i think he said like 34 today yeah 30, 30 34 mate yeah, but in saying that when i did my when i did my pilot course there was a guy on the course dave i don't know he probably wouldn't listen to these podcasts i haven't even shown him the podcast but he was 44 and he was fucking fast man and you know in the olympics like these guys like for for skeleton you don't have to be that young because you're only sprinting 30 meters you're not sprinting 100 200 400 meters where your body's just taking a massive toll or you're hurtling you're sprinting and yeah you're getting g's g-force around each corner but um the sprint's what takes it out of you and then after that you got to use your head and figure out which corner's coming up at extremely fast pace because yeah because you can die from that sport too i think there was yeah. a someone died was that in was that in vancouver I think that was actually luge where they died. Oh, was, oh, was it luge? Yeah. Okay, yeah. but very Which similar. Feet first. feet first versus head first. Yeah. But head first seems more dangerous. That seems more dangerous, but actually feet first is more dangerous. Because you can't see it as much. Is that why? Yeah, you're like you're trying to look at your feet. And it's pretty hectic. They go faster too. Yeah. Luge goes faster. So, But yeah, man, we'll see one day. You know, I'm just working on little projects at the moment on the side. And, um, you know, one day that might be uh, a, a full-on goal where I'll just go hard and and make it happen you know like you know i went hard in hurdles and did really well i went hard in pole vault and did really well for periods um but at the end of the day someone told me i think it was my brother to while i was doing track um to read this book called um um business as an athlete or something like that i think it was business as an athlete um and it was a book where it explains about how as an athlete you you're an athlete but people, people just think, as you said, people think you're going to be an athlete, you're going to be really good, and then people are just going to give you money. And I used to think like that too when I was younger. It doesn't work, especially in track and field in Australia. Other countries like the US make it paid way more. But, at but the you have day, to be the top of the top. you got to be like the top three in the world. Yeah, getting there is, 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 is very hard. mission. And that's pretty much the main reason why I left my hurdles in pole vault, man. Like if I didn't leave, if I had the money, I wouldn't have left pole vault. Or, or hurdles i would have continued especially with pole vault man i probably would have made the olympics but i don't know so at the end of the day it's money that was a factor then and um and if if you can if someone can write another book and teach people how to use like these these laptops and how to make money like while they're an athlete like when i was an athlete i was working two jobs man i was training six days a week and in nine sessions each uh week which is basically more some of those days was more than one session a day obviously so that's fucking hectic like to try and be mentally focused and you're trying to jump over five meters and stuff like that in pole vault and and not get injured and all that and 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 then having to deal with an injury once you're injured you've torn your hamstring your groin or whatever you've you've done you've got to then mentally recover from that as well as physically recover Mm -hmm. from that so you've got to be on your game at all times in these sports so if you're making money from something like the internet, you figured out how to make money, like to pay for not only your living expenses but also your um, your your sports and your insurance and the physiotherapists and massage therapists and everything else that comes with it. If you're making that and you're only working a few hours a day online, mate, that that's fucking perfect because it takes the stress of you having to work, go to work, physically work over and over and over. 
that so many athletes have no idea, and not just athletes, people in general have no idea how to make money on the internet. Mm-hmm. They just they have to. They think they've got to get a job and they've got to only work a job to make money. There's so many other ways of making money, but people have to be determined rather than going out with their friends every single weekend, stay in two weekends a month at least and spend 12 hours of that weekend starting a course of yeah. how to build a Shopify website. And I was like, yeah, I was like one thing like Jamie like, like told me when I was uh, in West Palm, I was, he told me like um, about a website called Udemy. Mm. And Udemy was like an online, it's an online website uh and just a disclaimer, this is not an ad for you. Today. <laughs> no, no, definitely is, not. We're, we haven't monetized this podcast yet, no, but no. Uh, we're, we're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're we're going to start getting some ads here shortly. Wonder. But yeah, so uh, Udemy is like a pretty good website. So he told me one, he's like, you know, just do an online course. Um, so uh, my my end goal is to, is to run a yacht agency back in, in Halifax and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing was like, you know, why not do a course on social media marketing? Yep. Yep. So I remember buying, it, buying the membership and... and um, doing the course um i think i'm halfway through the course just based on my internet on the boat is so bad yeah. that I, I can't even load youtube so or facebook on my computer so it, it really doesn't work for me but i remember starting the course but you know jamie's right instead of just going out with your friends you know every weekend have a weekend where you learn something or you're mm-hmm. trying to make some money online or have that kind of um side income because you have to have your fingers in like different pots um yeah. And not always just, just focus on like, you know, doing, doing your actual job itself. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It doesn't matter what job you do, always try and have something on the side. Whether it's trading the stock market, whether it's, you know, um, putting money into um, uh, a Shopify website or learning to create a social media network or doing freelancing and copywriting or whatever. Have something where it's producing some kind of other income. Where, you know, you might, you know, I literally say if you can spend at least 30 minutes a day on a side hustle something online where you can do anywhere in the world but on your laptop um a blog or whatever it is just 30 minutes a day learning and putting one step in front of the other one foot in front of the other one step at a time build something from scratch 30 minutes a day is nothing if you can spend one hour a day perfect but that 30 minutes fuck man you'd spend 30 minutes in the in the shower like you know 30 minutes a day like is nothing but what it's doing if you can commit to 30 minutes a day you can even take sundays off it's 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 forming consistency that is the key to success 100 percent consistency doesn't matter what you do whether it's being an athlete if i'm going to train in the gym 30 minutes a day for the rest of my life how do you think my body's going to look it's going to be fucking mint if i can do 30 minutes a day of reading put it this way if you do 45 minutes a day of reading a day you're going to read one book one, one book a week that's fifty-two books a year, and there's and there's there's a lot of stats. A lot of people say that CEOs and a lot of successful people read about fifty-two books a year, and that's one book. Like literally, they they actually say that. Yeah, these people are, and you know whether it's in their field or other field, they're just they're they're gaining knowledge and they're 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 learning just something. You know what I mean? But they're prioritizing and they're being consistent. So reading a book, for example, like most books are about six to seven hours. So if you're reading a book for forty. 45 minutes a day, which is nothing. 15 minutes in the morning before you start work, 15 minutes at lunch, 15 minutes before you go to bed. That's 45 minutes a day, seven days a week. You have read one book a week. So my goal at the moment, reading-wise, I don't know if any of you guys want to take um, some advice from this, but if you want to improve your reading game, and I'm not talking about speed reading here. I'm talking about just reading as a normal person. Try reading two books a month. Try reading 
between 30 and 45 minutes a day every day, right? It's not so much pressure where you're going to be pushing out one book a week, but you're going to be pushing out one book every two weeks. That's still 24 books a year. Please, someone tell me, anyone here, there's no one here. <laughs> anyone here. Anyone here in this room. <laughs> anyone uh, here we're the, the only two, actually. Who, who has read any more than 10 books a year? Like, 10 books a year, like, is, uh, it's, a, it's a goal. It's awesome. Imagine if you're reading 24 books a year. Just because you, you're putting that prioritize, you're prioritizing that time, 15, 45 minutes a day, 15 minutes in each slot, 45 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, you're going to punch out two books a month. Punch it out for 12 months, that's 24 books a year. Imagine how much knowledge you're going to be putting in your brain. So it's consistency. It's one step in front of the other, one foot at a time. You're putting your goals and you're prioritizing them all. Like I could go and go and sit and, you know, I don't know, look at Instagram or Facebook um, for half an hour a day. I mean, go and have a look at, you know, how much screen time you've had on oh, your Oh, that's iPhone. the worst. You look like, <laughs> oh, God, I just spent... Uh, <laughs> Four hours a day. Just spent six hours today <laughs> looking at Instagram, like, Jesus. Exactly, like, that's hectic. So imagine if you just read, like, 45 minutes for that day. And another thing, too, <laughs> makes reading, like, really simple is, like, recently I bought a Kindle. Yes, like, you have so a Kindle, too. Yeah, you have I a Kindle too, yeah. Birthday, yeah. Um, so yeah, I bought one for my, my birthday as well. Um, and, and they're incredible because you just sit there on your Kindle, it's connects to Wi-Fi, mm. and you can, you can kind of just browse our library, which I have yep. thousands of books, millions yep. of books. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing too, is that once you start reading books and start purchasing books or even trying samples of books, Amazon figures out your interests yeah, and they recommend it. books. Yep. So you're sitting there like, Oh, I didn't even think about that book. It was just really sweet. Exactly. Um, uh, which is great. So I just read a book right now. Um, it was uh, investing in real. It was a uh, real estate investing for dummies, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a Canadian version. Um, and I always thought those books were kind of cheesy, you know, like the, uh, you know something for dummies. Yeah. But I read through it, and it was actually like a really good book to kind of give you a baseline um, of real estate, and kind of give you a good background to kind of see where you kind of want to dig deeper into. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend buying the Kindle yeah. if you yeah. want to start reading. Um, and try just kind of doing that that uh, the challenge you give yourself. You know, read two yeah, books a, a month. Fucking make it happen. Like the Kindle's awesome. Like I, I've um, I, you can have a look down the bottom. There's a setting where you can change it, where you can tell you how much time of the chapter or the book that you've got left. So when you've got like you're reading, just reading it through, you've got like eleven percent through. You've got you know fifty percent through, right. and then it tells you how much time you got left in the chapter. But it also tells you like. It, it, it manages your speed of what how you're reading. So it's like, oh, you've got, you know, two minutes, like two, it's dropping mm -hmm. by two minutes or three minutes each page you go through. Plus the newest ones, like you don't need to be connected to Wi-Fi when you buy a book, yeah, but you can use it anywhere. You can use it at nighttime with the backlight and it doesn't look like your, your iPhone. Like and, the, and the battery, the battery life is incredible. Oh, it's crazy. The battery life's crazy. I, I wish they could produce a phone oh, with the same battery God. life as these Kindles. I think I've charged my Kindle like five or six times in life. It goes year. forever. Yeah, it's insane. For weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's incredible. Um, yeah, and that's and then I think, too, is like you can create notes, too. Yeah, you so can So while you're reading, notes. you create notes. And I think, too, is like if you want to like expand your vocabulary, which is like a good thing to do. Exactly. Is that you can click, click on, on word. words and it gives you the definition. Tells you the meaning. It's a noun, adjective, you know, right. whatever. So which is like, good. Which is like, you know, quite nice because a lot of times you kind of come across a word. You know it, but you kind of want to know a little bit more about yeah. it. So you kind of click it and it just pops up like that. Exactly. Like, you know, like 
certain words on anyone can relate to this like they've read in a normal book they're reading a book and they'll, they'll read a word and they're like oh they'll try and spell it out like what, what is that okay that's that word okay next like you just keep you just mm-hmm. continue reading you know you, you, what you could do is pull your pull your iphone or put a dictionary out and then you know try and look it up but you don't but <laughs> yeah you don't and if you do you could jump on your phone and you get distracted by something else exactly you know There's that's social media this and that and then you're not reading anymore but the exact you know because yeah. that's the thing about reading you want to Put away all distractions. Turn exactly. off the TV. Put your phone away. Just exactly. kind of chill and kind of get out of get out of like you know the whole social media, the whole internet kind of thing. Yeah. But the Kindle, it just gives you just focuses on you know just, just just reading, just what you're dictionary, doing. Just exactly what you want. Yeah. So like you be able to find out that word straight away by just holding your finger on that word and boom, there's the meaning. Oh, okay, cool. I'm just learning a new word. So then you you going on through. Um, also like and they're um, they're also durable and small too. You, I, I can literally put it in my in my shorts. Oh, they're so like small. That's so small. There, yeah. it's literally a little bit bigger than an iPhone. Yeah. And um, you know, mine's also waterproof. Is yours yeah, mine's waterproof. Proof. I think we've got the same version. Yeah. yeah I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know if I test it, but I think um, it says. I think it says it goes <laughs> underwater yeah. for thirty minutes or yeah. something like that. But I'm like, no, nah, I'm not trying there's that. There's no way I'm gonna sit. I'm like, there's water, no way. Some goggles on. You know. <laughs> yeah, like you know, I'm I'm diving here in Australia in Cairns, a Great Barrier Reef. I'm sitting here with my Kindle. You know, like reading, like what? But yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, but um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to read an actual book, like the next guy or girl, like hundred percent. Like having a book is awesome, like the physical book, and that's I think where like, a lot of people still stick to normal books because they like the books themselves. But at the end of the day, we travel a lot. You know, having the Kindle, you can store literally thousands of books in that Kindle. I don't have books in my suitcase in my bags. It's just that Kindle. Mm-hmm. I've got everything I need. It looks like paper. It looks like you're reading a book. It gives you way more options. Like, you know, as we said, the dictionary, the highlighted sections, the bookmarks and stuff like that. And by telling you how far the way you are through of your um, your chapter or page, it encourages you to keep reading because you're like, oh, okay, so I've gone 11%, 11% through. I'm just going to bump it up to 15%. Boom, 15%. Before you know it, your book's done. You completed and like a, a book, if you can do a book in a week or a book in two weeks, like you should be definitely proud of yourself. That means you're dedicated to it. One extra hint and tip for anyone that's that's keen on reading more books and putting more knowledge in their brains, try to focus on like books that are going to expand your knowledge rather than um, uh, novels. But don't get me wrong, you could you could read one book that's going to sp- expand your knowledge. Uh, ex- ex- <laughs> I can't even say that word. Expand. Expand your knowledge. <laughs> and then one book that's a novel, like a fantasy. That's fine. Do but but mix it up and make sure you're putting more knowledge in your brain. But um the what where was I where was I going with that? The the one of the the balls are going with that, bro. I don't know where you're going with that one. <laughs> I think you just put more knowledge. I think I think it's true, like those I think it's just it's one of those things like a good investment for yourself. You know, you buy this Kindle, it's like hundred and twenty bucks. Um and you know, just, just read just reading two books a month. That's where I was going. Sorry, guys. I just had a, like a full brain freeze. I was just going off on a tangent. But sorry, bro. I didn't interrupt. We do you. that a lot. Yeah, we, we like do. Before that we even got this podcast started, I think it took us about two hours to start the podcast. We're, we're just talking. We're just sitting there, and I was like, I was like, okay, it's uh, okay. Let's, we should we should get start this, this before it's uh, you know, end of the day. Before it's game over. But just one quick uh, little hint and tip: when you go to read, don't read just say you're going to read 45 minutes straight if you've got the time to do that perfect like do it if you've got time to read 30 minutes and then 15 minutes do it but whatever you do don't try and expect yourself to read 45 minutes before you go to bed because before you go to bed you're already tired the lights are out in your room or dimmed you know you're ready to you know now you're ready to read you're most likely not going to stick to reading 45 minutes so prioritize that 15 minute 
like lumps of 15 minutes throughout the day, three lumps of it, and you fucking, you'll punch out 45 minutes a day easily. Um, so anyone that wants to increase their knowledge and read more books per year, try those things. Random, we just started talking about Kindles, but you know what? It's fucking awesome. I just finished yeah. a book by Phil Knight, um, the creator of Nike. He, um, awesome book. I gave it five stars for sure. We won't go into it. I won't spoil it. We're going to have to finish up this podcast very soon because it's been like over an hour, I think. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> We've been talking, <laughs> talking the talk, mate. Really? But, yeah, okay. um, Wade, you got any last things you want to tell me or the, the group? Um, I just want to tell you guys what I'm looking at right now and kind of the scene. I probably should have said this to begin with, but, um, we're sitting here in this, yeah. in this Airbnb in Barcelona. Uh, I have a room here. It's the first time I'm not sleeping in a, in a bunk bed, <laughs> but I'm looking at Jamie's, Jamie's computer and he has this <laughs> incredible sticker on the front of it and it's of Batman and he has a MacBook and you know how the MacBooks have like the, the Apple kind of like uh, glowing logo. He has that. But the way the sticker is, it covers everything up and it just has the Batman um, kind of like the symbol kind of glowing. And I'm looking at it like, you know, all day like that. It's, it's pretty sick. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where he got it, but I, <laughs> I kind of want to get one for my, for my computer. I do love Batman as well. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and Did uh, you know I am Batman? And yeah, Jamie, Jamie's Batman <laughs> and I'm Robin. So yeah. um, that's, just, that's how it's going to be. That's kind of how it works out when we, we go, when we, <laughs> we kind of hit the bars and stuff like that. Yeah. And then every once in a while we uh, give our friends a tag on and uh, they're, you know, we have a couple jokers and, and, some, bat, and some Batwomans <laughs> as well. That's it. That's it. Mate, it's been unreal. I'm loving it sitting here in fucking Barcelona looking out the window from an apartment. It's sunny. It's a beautiful afternoon. It doesn't get dark here until like fucking 8, 8.30. So, mate, it's early days. Bro, I've really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Maybe we'll have you on again in the future. Um, and we'll have some more story time. Yeah, thanks, Jamie, for having me on. This is my first podcast, and I was you know, pretty pumped to do it. Um, I haven't spoken to Mike in a, in a long time since I worked in radio years ago. Uh, so this is something kinda, you should have told the audience about. Yeah, I'll be, in the, I'll be for the next podcast. Yeah. You know, we only have an hour here, Jamie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, we can talk for it. You know, we, we can, we can we talk can, for yeah. ages. But we, him and I, literally, we, we, we lived a couple lives. Yeah, we, we've definitely done a couple things. Lived we a couple could go lives, on. So we can go forever. on forever and ever. But yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm glad we kind of gave you guys the content that we gave you. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Yeah. And you guys, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. Follow Jamie on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me if yeah, you want so as well. Plug plug your Instagram. Yeah. So my Instagram is Bordo underscore eight. Spill it out. Um, so my last name is Bordian. So that's kind of where I get the Bordo from. The hockey fellows just kind of shortened it up. So it's B-O-R-D underscore eight. Uh, that's on Instagram. So you can follow me there. It's private. You know, I like to keep things private. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's the safest way to do it. But mm-hmm. you can follow me there and kind of see uh, what I'm kind of up to. Yeah, I will. Um, I'll plug that in the in the in the um, in the notes as well at the end, so people can um, click on that link and go straight to your podcast. Is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, that, that's kind of it. I don't really Sweet. do Twitter or yeah. Facebook anymore. Just yeah. just Instagram. Just cool, st- yeah. stick to one thing. It's easier. I'll put it in there in the notes, bro. And thanks again. I appreciate it, guys. Um, I'm out. I'm going to go and enjoy my Friday night here in Barcelona. Once again, I apologize for how long it took to get this podcast underway. And um, I hope you guys are all doing well. I look forward to your notes. If you can, definitely subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a five-star review. Please, por favor, I'll be forever grateful to you. And um, yeah, I look to look forward to um, bringing you and showing you my next guest, which I have no idea who it's going to be. But you know, I'll find someone along the way and we'll put them on and get a cool story out of them. 
All right, guys, take it easy. Stay safe and um, talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Wake Up With Jamie podcast. We appreciate each and every one of our listeners. See you next week. And remember, every person on our planet has a story. 